This is Laura Lummer, the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach. I'm a healthy lifestyle coach, a clinical Ayurveda specialist, a personal trainer, and I'm also a breast cancer survivor. In this podcast, we talk about healthy thinking and mindfulness practices, eating well, moving your body for health and longevity, and we'll also hear from other breast cancer survivors who have re-engaged with life and have incredible stories to share. This podcast is your go-to resource for getting back to life after breast cancer. Hello and welcome to episode 41 of the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach. I am Laura Lumber and today we're going to talk about superfoods, the hype and the truth. I'm super happy that you're here today and I want to start off with a really special shout out because as I've said so many times before, it means so much to me when you take the time to leave a review for the show in iTunes, not only because it makes the show easier for other people who might also benefit from the information here to find it, but each time I read the reviews, it really, truly touches my heart and it makes everything that needs to happen to bring this podcast to you worth the while and then some. So this review was written, and I'm just going to hack this name, your tag here, so I'm going to spell it out, C-O-W-E-T-A, girl. And it says, great encouragement and answers. I am in the middle of breast cancer treatment and find this podcast to be helpful and calming. Laura's voice is nice and she's smart with great information, but with compassion and empathy. I'm done with chemo, double mastectomy last month, and about to begin radiation treatment. I'm ready to live my best life. And I love that. I'm so happy to hear your awesome outlook because, girl, attitude is everything. And I'm going to be sending good thoughts your way as you go through radiation. And I want you to know that no matter how tired and how crappy your body's feeling now or is about to, you can keep your spirit strong. And that will carry you through and get the life that you want and the healing that you need when you're done. Thank you so much for taking the time in between everything you're going through, which I know is a lot, to leave that review. I really appreciate it more than you even know. So if you're a listener to the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach and you haven't left a positive review or some stars, I'd love to hear your thoughts. And I'd love to give a shout out to you too. So please take the time to subscribe and drop a note into iTunes after this episode. That would be awesome. Okay, so let's get into today's main topic, which is superfoods. I was recently reading a blog post on breastcancer.org and it referred to a 2012 study in cancer epidemiology, biomarkers, and prevention. The study found that overall, 3 million cancer survivors in the United States alone have a below average physical quality of life and 1 million have a below average mental quality of life. And that literally makes my heart hurt to read that evidence. And it gets me even more fired up to change these statistics. The blog went on to say that near 83% of people with cancer use at least one complementary and alternative medicine modality. And the difference between those two being complementary is something you do in addition to your traditional Western medical treatment of chemo, radiation. An alternative is something you do in lieu of. So a lot of people 
While some people in the beginning of treatment even may choose not to do chemotherapy or radiation or drug treatments, and they choose to do some other kind of practice or, or herbal medicine. So that would be alternative treatments. Anyway, back to the study. So, however, most patients are confused or overwhelmed by the nearly 13 million resources for alternative cancer therapy available. That is a lot of resources. And not only is cancer a terrifying word for us as survivors, but I would say it's arguably the biggest fear of disease for every person. And this is why advertisers and marketing companies use the anti-cancer angle whenever they can. Because if it might prevent cancer, we want it, right? Especially if we've already lived through one bout with cancer or maybe even more. So this brings me to one of the biggest buzzwords in the health food arena today, superfoods. Is there really some new discovery, some exotic category of food that when consumed is the fountain of youth and the key to living long disease-free life? Or are superfoods simply fruits and vegetables that your mom always told you to eat and now they have a swanky new name and an angle that creates billions of dollars in revenue for food manufacturers and supplement companies? Well, the Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines superfoods as a food, such as salmon, broccoli, or blueberries, that's rich in compounds such as antioxidants, fiber, or fatty acids, and considered beneficial to a person's health. Now that sounds like a good description, and certainly not something that is mind-blowing, never-before-heard-of discovery from deep in the jungles of the Amazon, right? In episode 23, I talked about health halos and how these foods that marketing companies promote as healthy are really just junk food with packaging to create the belief that the food is actually a healthy choice. Now, I don't mean to imply that superfoods are not healthy choices because they certainly are. My pet peeve comes in when companies rebrand a food, a normal food, let's say a goji berry, and then they call it a superfood and they put it in a powder or a pill, and then they sell it for outrageous prices because they make you think it will cure all of your ills. For example, there's a large direct marketing company that I've heard of and that people have approached me about. They sell a product in pill form and make the claim that just two capsules a day is the same nutrient value as eating 30 different fruits and vegetables. Now, I am no mathematician by any means. So I turned to Google to do a little bit of research to see if it was really possible to turn 30 pieces of fruit and vegetables into a powder contained within two tiny little gel caps because it didn't make sense to me. So I assigned an average weight of a quarter pound to each piece of fruit. So four ounces, I figured that's fair, right? For an apple or a banana. And this might be a little morbid, but I entered that weight into a cremation calculator to see how much ash would actually result from that much produce and how much that ash would weigh. I know it's weird, but I love data. And so what can I say? I wanted to check it out. So it turns out that the weight from that volume of produce would be two and a half ounces of ash or powder. But when I weighed the two gel caps on my food scale, they were too light to even register on the scale. So I'm thinking something 
from my 30 pieces of fruit and vegetables was missing from those caps. Now, I don't want to imply that this supplement couldn't help someone or support their healing because if you are ill or if you have a really crappy diet that contains no fresh food on a daily basis or very little, getting more phytonutrients or plant-based chemicals in you is probably going to help you feel better because you really do need them. So years ago, I read this book on raw food eating. It was written by a famous supermodel at the time, and she talked about how changing her diet to all raw food changed everything from her energy levels to her hair, and then she described her nutrition plan prior to making this dietary change. Previously, her nutrition consisted of alcohol multiple times a day, even in her morning coffee, fluctuating between starving herself and binging on ice cream sundaes and chocolate chip cookies, and then partying and using drugs on a regular basis. Well, of course she was going to feel better. You don't have to be as extreme as turning to eating all raw from having a horrible lifestyle just to feel better. Heck, just coming the Kahlua out of her morning coffee would have helped to some extent. But here's my point. I would rather help you learn how to incorporate 30 pieces of whole foods into your diet than to have you continue to eat poorly, but feel better about it because you take a superfood supplement, quote unquote. And that is where I think the danger in the whole superfood marketing movement lies. It's far more important to get your diet right first and create the habit of eating real food on a regular basis. After you accomplish that, If you still find you have some deficiencies that require supplementation, which is very common, or if supplementing helps you to feel good enough to be able to focus on cleaning up your diet, then you're on point. But if you think eating fake food and supplementing with superfood capsules and powders is going to heal your body, you're off target and you need to reevaluate your plan. So I live in Southern California where acai smoothie bowls are a big thing. And I mean big. There are shops everywhere that sell these bowls, which if you've never heard of this, acai is a berry touted to be a superfood because of its antioxidant properties. And these bowls are like a sorbet base, and that's where the acai is. And they have anything in them from fruit to granola, honey, chocolate chips, coconut flakes. There's a whole menu of add-ons, like when you go to the ice cream store and you can add sprinkles or gummy bears. Same kind of idea here. On the blog, Eating Made Easy, where mom and nutritionist Amelia Winslow debunks nutrition myths, she posted some facts from three very popular juice shops that sell acai bowls. And the nutrition facts ranged from 370 to 560 calories and 43 to 92 grams of sugar per bowl. The recommended sugar intake for women is 25 grams or less per day, not per serving. So I think we have to go back to the superfood definition here and acknowledge that the benefits may be outweighed in many situations where companies use this antioxidant superfood banner to get us to buy their products. So what are you to do? How do you get the magical benefits of superfoods without getting conned? 
Well, there's a very simple answer. And I love the way that Michael Pollan, the author of Omnivore's Dilemma and In Defense of Food and several other books, the way that he puts this. So I'm going to quote him here. Quote, eat real food, not too much, mostly plants, unquote. This is seriously all you need to know about the right way to eat. Because real food is what we now call superfood. Because we've become so accustomed to picking up our food where we fill up our gas tank and eating it on the way to our next destination in our car. The term superfood is most often used when we talk about plant foods in both their whole form or in the form of herbs and spices. But I do want to point out that many animal foods also have health benefits. This guilting people over being carnivorous, I think, is just going way too far. So, for example, eggs are the gold standard for a complete protein. Red meat contains heme iron, which is a type of iron easily absorbed and used by the body, and it can be a tremendous benefit to people who are anemic or suffering from many disorders that affect iron levels in their bodies. And we all know, hopefully, that fish is an excellent source of health-promoting fatty acids. So that being said, let's look at why we refer to real food as superfoods. The first reason is that these foods, fruits, vegetables, herbs, spices, and some animal foods have properties that support our health and protect our bodies from disease. And that's a no-brainer, right? Remember, these are regular foods that you can buy at any grocery store. Here's a couple of examples. Cranberries. They have a naturally occurring substance in them called proanthocyanidins. And as a side note, I really wish the science guys would assign words that are easier to pronounce and to remember so that learning about good nutrition doesn't feel so intimidating. But anyway, the beautiful thing about proanthocyanidins is that they can stop some bacteria from sticking to the walls in your urinary tract, which is why people tell you drink cranberry juice when you feel a urinary tract infection coming on. There are also some studies now that suggest cranberries may help prevent H. pylori, which is the bacteria responsible for causing ulcers, from sticking to cell walls as well. Now, an important side note here is if you feel a UTI coming on, don't drink cranberry juice cocktail, which is mixed with other sweeter fruit juices, mostly apple or pear, to make it tastier. And don't drink cranberry juice with added sugar because Guess what bacteria love to feed on? Sugar. So you're defeating the purpose if you're drinking added sugar with your cranberry juice. Either dilute the very tart, and I mean tart. If you've ever just drank real cranberry juice on its own, whew, it is some tart stuff. So dilute it with plain water, or you can take it in capsule form, which is available in lots of places now. Another example tomatoes. One of my favorites, I love tomatoes, and they contain this plant chemical called lycopene. They are rich in potassium and vitamin C. And some studies show that lycopene may work to prevent certain cancers, support eye health, and healthy blood pressure. Now, these studies find the most benefits when they study eating the actual whole tomato and not just using a lycopene supplement. And that's an important thing to remember when we talk about whole foods or superfoods. There's so many parts of a food, of a fruit or vegetable that we don't, that science doesn't yet even understand. We know about phytonutrients, which are plant-based chemicals. 
But even though science shows the benefits of eating these, they're not sure why the benefits occur. So it could be the synergy of the entire plant food, like the combination of the vitamin C, the potassium, and the lycopene in a tomato that results in being so supportive for your health. Another great source of lycopene is watermelon, and that's something you can even get your kids to eat and your grandkids to eat. So when you hear the word phytonutrient or phytochemicals, know that all these other ridiculously difficult to pronounce and remember alien-sounding names like lycopene, flavonoids, proanthocyanidins, these are all just different classes of phytochemicals, of plant chemicals. So I'm going to just use the word phytochemicals so this episode doesn't turn into a science show. However, for those of you who are interested in long, difficult-to-pronounce names, I have created a cheat sheet for you that lists some of the different phytonutrients and their benefits, and you can download this from the show notes page of this episode by going to lauralummer.com forward slash 41. So I could go color by color on the benefits of all of these different colored foods because phytochemicals give these foods their different colors and their different antioxidant and healing properties. The different chemicals have different protective effects for both the plant and for us. So it is important to eat lots of colors of food, including the skins of food. And that's where we hear that eating a rainbow comes in. Now, when you access the cheat sheet, know that I pointed out some phytochemicals and some attributes that are not just specific to those certain colors of food, but that they have many more benefits than just the ones on the cheat sheet. I'm pointing out just different phytochemicals that are found and different attributes like helping to control blood pressure or supporting eye health or heart health for different fruits and vegetables, different colored ones, but also they have most any fruit or vegetable has antioxidant properties in it. They reduce inflammation. So there are more benefits than what you just see on that sheet. Just be aware of that. So before we get to the end of the show, I really want to hit on one color category of food that gets a bad rap because of carbophobia and the type 2 diabetes epidemic in our country and quickly expanding through our world, at least in the parts that adopt a Western, quote unquote, Western type diet. So that category is white foods. Yeah, the dreaded white food. Since I know people will freak out at the idea of eating white food, I used the Diabetes Self-Management website as my resource. This is an organization that publishes a magazine and a website with tons of information on managing diabetes. And in their blog post, White Foods Are Nutrition Superstars, they have some great information on the value of including foods like cauliflower, white beans, mushrooms, and yes, even white potatoes in your diet. Some of the nutrient benefits of white foods include tons of vitamin C, antioxidants that protect against inflammation, which we know is the root of many diseases, including cancer and heart disease. Potatoes are also rich in potassium, B6, and iron. Mushrooms are one of the only veggies that supply vitamin D, and we know how important vitamin D is to cancer prevention, to supporting our body and our immune system against cancer. And 
Mushrooms are also a source of beta-glucans, which support healthy blood sugar levels. Other white foods that are good for you. Cauliflower, again, which can replace or even be added to mashed potatoes to create a really healthy hybrid dish. Parsnips, turnips, white asparagus, hearts of palm, which are so delicious. I eat them like little snack sticks all the time. So please don't discount white fleshed fruits and veggies along with the white rice and the white bread and the sugar and the other crappy white foods that are out there. Give them a chance and add in some healthy fats and proteins with your potatoes if you're concerned about blood sugar spikes or cut them in half with mashed cauliflower. So if you're not in the habit of eating lots of fruits and veggies, aka superfoods, how do you start to increase your intake? Well, this can be a challenge for a lot of people because if you're used to eating a diet with lots of fast food, restaurant or packaged foods, then you're probably used to higher levels of added salt and sugar. And this will often cause regular whole foods, no matter how super they are, to taste bland to you. But never fear, there's always a starting point and some little hacks that can help you out along the way. Just stay committed and stay consistent. Number one, you can start by just adding a salad into your meal plan every single day. So this is so easy now that grocery stores sell bags of salads and pre-washed bags of lettuces. And if you're really new to eating fresh produce, you might want to go straight to iceberg lettuce, and that's okay. But try to mix in some dark greens with it so that you get some more nutrients. Things like arugula, which have a nice peppery flavor to it, and that can add a lot of flavor to a salad. Also, there's radicchio and watercress, which have a nice bite, and they're also good additions. And don't be afraid to season your salad. Throw in some garlic salt or even regular salt and pepper. I love adding a couple of tablespoons of hemp seeds to my salad, so I get a little more protein, a little healthy fat, and a nice chew. Number two. Incorporate veggies into your breakfast. I know that sounds weird at first, and it was a little mental adjustment for me when I first started years ago doing this. But here are some ways to ease into it. Take some broccoli and chop it up really fine, really, really fine, like little crumbles of broccoli. So it cooks in just a minute or two. Throw those little broccoli crumbles right into a pan with a little coconut oil. Obviously, the coconut oil is already heated and melted before you crack the eggs in and make a nice scramble. That can add half a cup to a full cup of broccoli right there into your daily nutrition plant or any other vegetable that you love. Sometimes I do with asparagus too. One of my favorites in the morning is to slice Brussels sprouts into shreds, cook them up in a little coconut oil, and then I put them in a warm corn tortilla, organic, always when you're using corn, and put a fried egg on top. Mm, It's so good. You can also do this with bell peppers and onions. Delicious. And I know what you're thinking already. Who has the time to do all that chopping for breakfast, Laura? Well, no one. And that's why you chop them on the weekend and you put them in baggies in the fridge. Mm -hmm. Food prep, my ladies. You got to do it. It will change your world. All right. Tip number three. Snack foods. Pack things like hearts of palm, baby carrots, no chopping involved, celery sticks, which, by the way, are naturally salty and crunchy, as well as having fantastic benefits for your digestion. 
which if you went through chemo and radiation, I know you need some digestive support, especially if you had chemotherapy. Some other snack ideas are apples, oranges, berries. In addition to increasing your anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, phytochemical superfood consumption, you're going to be increasing your fiber intake, which makes you feel fuller longer and often leads to the coveted weight loss. So I knew a trainer once who made all of her clients eat an apple 15 minutes before any other meal or snack that they might be reaching for. And this led to more success with their weight management goals because A, it takes time to eat an apple and that satisfies your need to chew something. Apples are delicious and they're hydrating and refreshing. So they help get your mind thinking you just did something good and healthy for yourself, which makes you more conscious of the next thing that's going to go into your mouth. Just like exercising. Once you start going to the gym, you have a tendency to choose healthier foods because you just put a lot of effort into doing something good for yourself. So apples are also high in fiber, so they make you feel full and they support eating healthy portion sizes if you're going to eat one 15 minutes before a meal. Pretty smart trick, right? Number four, my final tip. Get a great vegan or vegetarian cookbook and I am not suggesting you become a vegan or vegetarian. I'm saying this will give you fantastic ideas on yummy ways of cooking veggies so that you don't think steamed broccoli is the only option that you have. Two of my favorite books, cookbooks, uh, vegan and vegetarian books, because the recipes are very simple, delicious, and have no weird ingredients that I have no idea where to find, are Ketotarian by Dr. Will Cole and Thug Kitchen, which... I'm going to give you fair warning. The Thug Kitchen cookbook is full of F-bombs and smart aleck comments, but it literally makes me laugh out loud as I read through the recipes. True story about this one. One night, I was making the black bean and butternut squash enchiladas out of Thug Kitchen cookbook, along with some chicken thighs, which are my husband's go-to food. He loves chicken thighs. And he actually put one of his chicken thighs back in favor of eating another enchilada because they're so delicious. He even requests them on my food prep days now, and they're completely vegan. And trust me, my husband is um, old Southern gentleman and could not be further away from being vegan on the spectrum of foodie. So try something new. You might be surprised at how much you like it and how much it can add more superfoods to your routine. So I hope these tips help you, one, to get more superfoods, better known as fruits and vegetables, into your diet, to spend less money on hyped up superfood products and supplements because you know you can find superfoods in the produce department at your grocery store. And maybe this inspires you to be a little more curious to learn about serving up some delicious veggie dishes next to your chicken thighs or whatever other your choice of protein might be. So don't forget to download your superfood cheat sheet at lauralummer.com forward slash 41. And I'll also post links to these other articles I referred to in this show there for you. And when you get to my new website, 
Don't get too frustrated that the free download, the brand new free download, which I'm super excited about, isn't working yet at the time of this recording. This is May 5th that I'm recording this. And it should be ready by May 10th. And when it is all ready, I'll have some special treats for you and you can go back and get that anytime. So thank you again for your support of the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach podcast. And if you try some of these tips or you have great tips to share yourself, please find me on Facebook as Laura Lummer and post your comments. I would love to hear from you. And I'll talk with you again soon. And until then, you know, let your lifestyle be your medicine. Your mind is clearer than before Your heart is full and wanting more Your future's at the door Give it all you got No hesitating You've been waiting all your life This is your moment